All right, welcome to episode three of season two of Useless Conversations. We've decided to. Uh, firstly, how are you, mate? Doing good. You missed out the with me, Rami Arkady, and me, Philip Johnston bit. All right, we'll do that. Again, <laughs> welcome to uh, episode three of season two of Useless Conversations with uh, me, Rami Arkady, and me, Philip Johnston. Um, hey, mate. How you doing, mate? You doing well. Excellent. Back from Saudi. Back from Saudi. Back from the lovely. Ramadan, Saudi, summers. Exciting. <laughs> Can't wait till you regale our listeners with stories of happenings in the desert during Ramadan in Saudi. Well, there's plenty of those stories to come later on in the episode. So, Well, we've decided to, to, to pick a topic which I think is dear to uh, many of our listeners. Uh, as you know, we live, in, uh, we live in interesting times, we do, Philip. Certainly do. Especially, especially in the world of finance. Indeed. In which... Every single person is going on their sort of like Instagram, YouTube and seeing people be like young millionaires and making money work for them. And, you know, Philip and I felt that we had a duty to enlighten our listeners, to well, provide some wisdom, to provide clarity, <laughs> clarity in an unclear world, in an unclear world, in the world of finance. Indeed. Yeah. So, you know. This, this there is a caveat, okay? Because I was I was watching a few videos, yeah, to yeah. do some research, and even the wisest of investors, they go like, um, just bear in mind, we are not licensed, you know, investors, so this is just our opinion. Money is at risk. I feel we have to triple down on that statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know, mate. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe there's some uh, some wisdom is about to be dropped that can make all our listeners millionaires. Imagine follow you know, this investment advice, and you will become a millionaire. Yeah. Well, you know, because like we're also going to come clear. Like, at this moment in time of our sort of podcast journey, we don't have many listeners. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have like a lot of them. However, Le- less than five million listeners. Yeah. So it's not. Yeah. But but the few that we have are about to. to like you said, to become millionaires. Yeah. And they'll be like, how people be like, like all of a sudden, like, mate, like last week you were there and now you're like driving a Lambo. Like what's happening? You'd be like, well, this is a podcast I listen to actually. Useless conversations, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, with me, Rami Alcardi. And me, Philip Johnson. So, um, yeah, so that's it. So, you know, to add further context to this, I'm 30, going on 31. <laughs> and uh, I was broke as hell two years ago. Zero dollars in my account. And you are still sitting on yeah. mountains of <laughs> student debt. <aren't> you? <laughs> I am yeah, horrifically yeah. in debt still. So, so like, and not I'm only should mid-30s, you... Mid-30s. So. And you're mid-30s. 34. So if you haven't got anything better to do, uh, sit around and listen to one recently broke and one indebted still in 30s. <laughs> still negative asset value. Um, negative on, net worth. On finances. So here we go. In all sort of semi-seriousness. I'm not, I don't think I can actually bring myself to say the phrase in all seriousness when Go we on. Like, are on this podcast. But if we take a step back, all right, one thing has become abundantly clear is that keeping your money in the bank isn't going to get you rich, right? Yeah. So, I mean, let's like take 99% of people who are in the workforce. They get their salary, comes in, and if they decide to take those savings and put them in the bank... One thing is true. The interest rates are very low. Indeed. So it's not going to grow that fast. So you're either making an astronomical salary or you're just making a good salary or a not so good salary. But whether or not you, if you take whatever portion of that you put in the bank is not going to grow. So are we aligned that you've got to think of other ways to make money grow for you? Yes. 
We're aligned. We're aligned. I like, I like your house analogy earlier. If house prices go up, if you're saving to get a mortgage, then... Shall we start there? Yeah. So we were having an off-air chat. Yeah. Again, you know, one of our off-air chats. And I was thinking, you know, our previous generation used to say, okay, what you've got to do is you've got to get a good salary, tuck away a little bit at the end, when the money comes in, just keep tucking it away for either a rainy day or to, like, buy that first house. That's the holy grail, isn't it? Mm. That first property. <laughs> However, property prices go up, right? Generally. Yeah. But not at the same rate as your savings. They go up higher than your savings. So if you're constantly tucking money away to save for a house, you're basically always falling just slightly behind and are just going to end up chasing your tail. When you eventually find a way to purchase that house, you're depleted. Yeah. So I, someone told me that the other day and I was like, well, I mean, I've just done exactly that. <laughs> yeah. So cheers. Now broke again. And now broke again, but, you know, Captain Hindsight. So to our viewers, if you are taking your money and just putting it in the bank, I'm not saying that you might be risk averse, you might be happy with your little nest, but we live in a generation where wealth creation is possible because of two broad things. One, you have access to all the information, so you can't yeah. say that you don't have access to information anymore. That's number one. Number two is you have access to the tools to actually like play with money. You can invest. You can Cheap in, cheaply investing. Yeah. You can cheaply invest. You can go buy stocks. You can go buy crypto. You can go buy FX. Like you could set up an account within five minutes and be trading. Yeah. So which one do you want to start with? Which asset class do you think it's worth chatting about first, Philip? Just dive into crypto, shall we? Yeah. yeah no, no point messing around the edges. There's no messing around. That's where, the, that's where the money is these days, isn't it? Well, yeah. that's me having water, by the way. That beautiful sound it was. Do you want to know a horrific story yeah. with me and crypto? Yeah. The, uh, I've got my own tales of woe coming. So. You've got your own tales of woe. So uh, firstly, let's, should we discuss what crypto is? All right. Let's assume... Do you, do you know? Because <laughs> I know quite a lot about the technicalities, how it works. <laughs> I know a, a reasonable amount. Mm. I, I think, you know, not to, not to bedazzle our listeners, let's, uh, let's yeah. explain it simply, right? right? So there's this thing called the blockchain, yeah? Yeah. Which is basically where like all crypto is built. And essentially, if you think about what current systems of money in place are, what are they? Let's list them, shall we? One is a centralized government which yeah. prints the money and gives it to the banks, right? And then two is sort of when those bank transfers happen with each other, like they go through middlemen or yeah. middle institutions that take, that take cuts, right? Yeah. With me so far? Yeah. So what crypto was originally, what, what was his lad's name, Satoshi? Satoshi Nakamoto. Yeah, good, well, I mean, visionary, lad. really. Yeah, good lad. <laughs> um, designed as a fairer system of money basically, yeah. which means that there was a limited circulation. Yeah. So you can't just keep printing money whenever you need to solve a problem, number one. Yeah. Number two, transactions don't take three days, right? Like, yeah. I send it to you. Like, I mean, th that is crazy when you think about it sometimes, where like things nuts. take five days. Absolutely nuts. And it's money and you're like panicked about it. Yeah. Things happen instantly because they're built on this decentralized system. Yeah, on average, about 10 minutes it takes. Max, really? Yeah. Well, um, not max. It's designed such that it has actually every two weeks the hash rate resets such that on average it takes 10 minutes for a new block to be added. Okay, so yeah. it takes 10 minutes on average. It can be quicker yeah. and it can be slightly longer, yeah. right? 
So what, what did we discuss? We discussed, okay, and then the third thing was smart contracts. It's smart contracts, hmm. meaning that when a transaction happens between parties, it's like denominated in a thing called a smart contract, which means like this is exactly what happened. So no matter what point in time, you'll be able to find that smart contract and say that that transaction be, happened between Philip Johnson and yeah. Rami Alkadi. So that is essentially like how it started. So it's an interesting space for me for two reasons. Mm. One is like just the, just the coolness of like, people like trying to design a new system of money yeah. like and building this technology. Mm. But two, and where I'm starting to get interested in the space is what it represents, which is a reaction to what's not been working. Yeah, to centralized authority and power. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like centralized authority and power. Okay, oh, let's print money so we can give checks to people. Let's, um, let's decide how much money we're going to print, right? And then therefore, when you print money its value goes down. So whatever you had in the bank goes down, right? Yeah. Um, and there's so many cases in which centralization hasn't worked, but there wasn't a product to combat it. So mm. I'm like pretty like chuffed with this generation to be thinking with this like middle finger to what happened. Like, so the establishment. To, yeah, yeah. To, to the establishment. And like, this is where, and by the way, you, you haven't heard me say Bitcoin yet because I'm not talking about Bitcoin so far. Yeah. I'm talking about the, the space. Mm. And the applications for the space, like with the, with the, the, new, the new craze, what do you want to call it, NFTs, non-fungible mm. tokens, mm. which essentially mean someone can like, give their digital art to someone and make royalty over it for, it for the rest of their life, mm. which doesn't happen in the art space. Someone buys it, loses the provenance, the artist doesn't know which museum it ends up at. In this yeah. case, because of the smart contracts, the artist controls their piece of art. So again, it's a, it's giving, it's taking away power from middleman from middleman uh, central institutions. So that's what crypto is, sort of bird's eye view. Yeah. Would you good say ex- good explanation? Would you say so? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I mean, another way of looking at it, a quite simple explanation is a bit like a Google sheet <laughs> that people can give you the rights to update. Um, I mean, that, that's not, it doesn't explain any of the blockchain part of it, but that's the... That's so, so I gist. just went on a freaking ramble, breaking, <laughs> breaking down into like the psychology, the technicality and the control. He said, well, it's like a Google sheet, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can go, actually, I can go real deep into the technology if you want. So let's but, just, okay, let's yeah. just, let's take, so, so... F- the way to look at it is, you know what it is? A, a really wise investor told me one time, he goes, there's two types of products. There's products that fit a need. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's, not, there's no coffee shop or barber shop around this corner and everyone's looking for a haircut. Boom, uh, a barber yeah. appears in a coffee. That just happens, right? Yeah. And then there's generational products. So crypto is a, mm-hmm. is a product of this generation. It's not like there was a a space or a gap for someone to think of something like that. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's a reaction to what's been happening. Now, we can then talk about it in terms of building wealth. And, I mean, do you have any investments in crypto? Uh, I do, yeah. I I have a small one now. In 2017, I bought three three Bitcoin for $2,000 each. 
now trading at what fifty five thousand dollars? They just uh, it's at fifty nine thousand today. At fifty nine, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I had uh, so I was talking about a harrowing, tr- like a harrowing story. I'm most of my investments are in crypto, yeah. by the way, and I'll come to why. Um, I looked at Philips having water, by the way, just in case. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I looked at a withdrawal I made when uh, I needed to fund my startup. I had two bitcoins and. 20 Ethereum coins. Nice. And those Ethereum coins are trading at $3,500 today. So like close to, I would have had a couple of grand there that, well, I don't anymore. <laughs> um, and I read yeah. this story about uh, a guy who had a hard drive. Yeah, in it's house. in a landfill in Wales somewhere. Yeah, which is like <laughs> kind of cleaner, put in a, in a, in a, like a, in his bin bag and threw it away and it had 7,500 Bitcoin. Yeah, unbelievable. And so I think they paid... <laughs> I think the dude paid like 20 million pounds or no, like an investment fund paid 20 million pounds to search the landfill where they oh think it God. is. Because <laughs> <laughs> what's that? 7,000 times. 438 million, something like that. Yeah, so it makes sense. So, so quite, a, quite a fair bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so we've ta- we'll take a step back. We all agree building wealth is good. Yeah. Why is building wealth good? Not to show off. All right, we're not show-offs, okay, guys? Yeah, it's too, it's too, it's too. <laughs> I'm a bit of a show. Yeah, you are. He's wearing a fancy shirt and it's actually unbranded this shirt. So there you go. Well, for Philip to show off, for for me, it's about uh, not being a slave to the system for the rest of your life and being able to go. Oh well, you know, Philip, for example, started a company recently, and if I had the capital, I'd, be like, I'd love to back him. I want to put my money in you. That's what it's all about, the freedom mm. to make decisions and travel, right? Mm. So building wealth is good for that, number one. And two, saving money from your salary and putting it in the bank is not good. Yeah. Crypto is a volatile asset. That can high risk, high risk. Can make a person tremendous return. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, here's where Rami and I disagree because I I think it's a terrible idea to, to that your get rich scheme in general should be investing in crypto. I don't think that's a good idea. So I think a balanced um, portfolio is good. However, if you don't have much to play with and you had to choose one, for me, the the reason Bitcoin is such an exciting asset is because one, it keeps going up and up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but two, like, the, 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 there was a crash in Bitcoin two or three years ago, right? Yeah. But that was a retail crash. This crash, uh, sorry, well, not crash, this bear, uh, what do they call it, bull run, yeah. is because it has institutional adoption now, yeah. right? And I think the, the reaction to, like, and I think COVID accelerated this. Governments just printing money and just trying to, like, put, like, band-aids over the solution have made the mm. adoption for what cryptocurrency gives exciting. And there's only 21 million Bitcoin. So it's a limited yeah. supply. And economics dictates when there's a limited supply, mass institutional adoption, mm. and generally like a turn away from an asset class, you can have what the Bitcoin... By the way, it's like a cult. I've been like following it on Twitter. Like they have terms I've never yeah. heard of. Hoddle. Hoddle. <laughs> hold on for dear life, basically. Like hold. I thought, it was, uh, I thought it was somebody was trying to write hold and they... That's how it started. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Hold on for dear life. It's a backronym, what they call that, where, they, where somebody retroactively p- puts an acronym on a phrase. Is that right? Yeah. Good to know that, a backronym. Yeah. So um, 
What was I saying? You, you Sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah. So, uh, okay, the term yeah. they have is parabolic returns. Basically, where something exponential, is, you know, yeah, parabolic. What, what, but in, the, in yeah. the crypto world, they like using the word parabolic, and they're saying that we've had one parabolic phase, yeah, and another one is coming. Side note: Don't follow my investment advice. You can't <laughs> time the market. <laughs> Which is yeah, what no. you say all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So what happened to my Bitcoin was I bought them for 6000 bucks in 2017. They went up to be worth about 30000 in about six months. And I was like, all right, well, I've quit in. <laughs> I've done well here. So I was like, well, I'll, I'll get my 6000 out. So I actually took 9000 out and made a bit of a profit. And then two things happened. That means I've got, not got, I've got a bit of Bitcoin enough to be noticeable, but not. Um, one is... Uh, I had a mate in London. <laughs> he was a, he was a, so I was a currency trader for five years. I'll, I'll caveat this whole thing with that. And this bloke I used to sit next to was a currency trader. He started his own crypto hedge fund. And um, he was like, <laughs> he messaged me. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, there's this amazing ICO. <laughs> and I was ICO like, just is an initial coin offering for you. Yeah, it's like an IPO. But for uh, if you're starting your own coin, you can just raise funds to administer it by selling some of the coins um and it, i mean to be fair it still trades and it wasn't a scam everybody was saying at the time no there's iso scams you're never gonna don't put your money in that it's all bullshit blah 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 and i was like well yeah but i do know this bloke and also the team doing it is a very reputable team and um and yeah fuck it i've, I've got two free bitcoins now anyway Sorry, I put one Bitcoin into that ICO. Oh my god! Um, so that's fifty. What was 000. what was the coin that you were buying? Uh, it was called uh, RSK. On yeah, Rootstock. So it did well, did Rootstock, it? RSK. It still trades. Like, it is. There's yeah, it's good. Good interesting science behind it. Um, yeah, then I bought another one called Neo Neon Neon. Neon, neon, I think. Yeah, that's a Chinese one. I see you uh, really been keeping a close, close <laughs> eye on your, on your... Actually, I should check what happens out. Maybe I'm a millionaire now. <laughs> yeah. I doubt it, but maybe. Uh, that would be good, wouldn't that it? Imagine crazy. you just like checked like an old wallet and... Should I check? I'll check right now. Do you actually, can you? Yeah. Uh, I bought it, I think, at $30 a coin. That's what it is now. What, Neo? It's at $119 a coin or something. Really? Neo, right? How do you know it? Because I've got a Neon. I've got a Neo. Yeah. Really? Good on you. Let's check. Yeah, Neo's trading at $119, I think. Um, coin market cap was the thing I used to use. I haven't done any of this for ages. Have you not? This, this is not... Philip, Philip caught this me... This doesn't the, make for good listening. For Philip, <laughs> Philip caught me the other, neve, other evening when we were all having a hangout, just like eyeing market prices every day. And he's like, <laughs> you're, you're, you're in. Like you're in the matrix. Like you, this is this is. Fucking now, look at Neo now. Jesus Christ, mate! <laughs> I'm rich. I'm rich beyond belief. Oh, no, I told you, one fifteen dollars, and you bought it at thirty. How many did you buy? Uh, I think I've got like a few grand at least. Yeah. So you've like brilliant made like six grand. Good on you. Oh, I'm back in the game. Back in the game. <laughs> oh, see, see. By the way, this is amazing because all I've said. What I, I look, Philip. Actually, where did I buy? It? I, I bought it in. He's gone. Uh, he, we've lost him. <laughs> I bought it in July, which actually in July it was around fifteen. So maybe I bought it at fifteen. Right, let's so basically, it. when we were discussing crypto as an asset class, I said it can make tremendous return and it's highly volatile. And literally, 
in real time on the podcast. <laughs> Philip has six, seven. I still highly recommend people don't invest. He in. has six or seven thousand dollars that he's just made <laughs> that he didn't know. That's unbelievable, by the way. Yeah, Phil, that's amazing. Well, let's just check what Riff is trading at now. The 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 ticker for the other one is called Riff Roots RSK Infrastructure Framework. See, this is the issue with crypto, okay? And this is the the, the thing I wanted to say. Wow! Oh wow! It's also massively up. Look at that. Uh, this probably has made me like two or three grand. But then again, mm. it's like ten grand you've made. Like, well, found out that like you didn't you didn't know you had during this podcast. Brilliant. So, are you for crypto now? <laughs> no. <I'm not. laughs> yeah, come on. I'm really not. Actually, let me just check what my Coinbase account is as well. <laughs> this is live on air. This <laughs> is literally <laughs> happening live on air. Right, let's find out. Uh, Nine thousand dollars in my Bitcoin account. There. Well, that's fine. 58, oh, that is eye-watering. 58, oh, the price of Bitcoin. So look, there's a lot of coins out there. And this is the thing, with anything that's tremendously uh, lucrative, you have a lot of ICOs happening, and there's now just thousands and thousands of coins. The issue is, is when people now say, oh, well, there's some coins for like 0.01 cents. This is going to be the next Bitcoin. And that's the casino aspect. And that's what I'm not for in crypto. What I am for in crypto is Bitcoin, and Ethereum, and we can talk about Ethereum right now, but the way I see it is that three years ago, I felt, oh, when that crash happened, this was a fad, it's gonna die soon. Mm. Because it's been so resilient, and because of all the factors that we've uh, touched upon with the centralized governments and uh, printing money and all of that, and the institutional adoption, meaning Tesla accepting Bitcoins, I, d- I don't have more examples at the top of my head, but more institutions are allowing it now. I think no, MasterCard did an integration. BlackRock has a holding now, yeah. It means for me that it's certainly not an asset class. That's, it's just a new f- asset class that's with us right now. Yeah. And in like any asset class, like the stock market, there's good stocks and there's bad stocks. Yeah. There's good cryptos and there's bad cryptos. So what I'm saying is don't take it out. Keep, have a portion of crypto in your portfolio. It just makes sense to be in your portfolio. Yeah. You don't need to be like me where I'm betting the full horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. And it's what you mentioned the other day. When, when people start thinking about taking out loans to invest in it, that's when it's all Yeah, so I nearly, made a, I nearly made a big boo-boo the other day. I got so excited by what was happening in crypto that I nearly took out my full salary in a loan and was going to buy Bitcoin with it. And then I looked at myself in the mirror and said, no. son, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, good. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't explain what happened to my third Bitcoin. Uh, <laughs> oh, what happened? <laughs> this is a beautiful, a, a beautiful and tragic. <laughs> meow. Meow. <laughs> oh. Yeah, bloody Jeffers getting right in there. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I, I bought a crypto kitty. So okay, so this is just ridiculous. <laughs> I bought, I spent about... What's a crypto kitty? A crypto kitty is a... So on the Ethereum blockchain, they basically... Because on the Ethereum blockchain, you can basically specify any characteristics of a contract that you want. Bit while, yeah. Just sorry to interrupt you, yeah. just uh, just for due diligence sake, yeah, yeah? yeah. finance term, oi, insert. Uh, Bitcoin in the crypto world is the money. It's the currency. Ethereum yeah. is also built on the blockchain, but it's a fairer internet. It's, it's, a, it's a new type of internet, isn't it? Yeah, you could say that. I mean, yeah, it, so... All Bitcoin does is track units of ownership. With Ethereum, you can track any trait you want, basically. 
So ownership of any trait that you can put into a contract. So that's why things like CryptoKitties yeah. are built on, on top of Ethereum. Essentially. Yeah. So you could, for example, track... Uh, actually, they use Ethereum blockchain to track ownership of diamonds because... Um, and then, you know, they etch... You know, the... Yeah, actually contract numbers. And there's some there. casino applications as well, by the way, to make sure that the amount exactly bet by the customers like actually matches and they use it for the contracts to make sure that like no one's skimming off the top and stuff yeah, like that. So those are some real world applications there. But yeah. one one application, you know, not as substantial, but actually happened was the, the, this thing called Crypto Kitties. Yeah. Back to you, Philip. Well, so it was pitched as the <laughs> it was pitched as the new <laughs> the new Pokemon cards, and I I still buy into this concept. <laughs> so, so, so you had you had on the block on the Ethereum blockchain you had like like uh, cats, so coded cats. So, so they would each have different attributes. Like there's probably diff- 20 different types of attributes, like the color of it, the whiskers, length, the, and you had like different like like super Superman kitty, and you had like like weird kitties and shit, and they you could breed them. So I could with my <laughs> with my crypto kitty. If my digitally, crypto kitty, we're talking about digital yeah, cats, friends. If my crypto kitty has a particularly rare trait and yours is a particularly rare trait, we can breed them together, and the offspring. It's a it's a randomly generated outcome from the from the these two crypto kids. You can't predict it. I don't know how they do that, but somehow. Um, and then the offspring can be extremely like valuable if you end up with kitties which have some particularly rare traits. However, the more generations you go down, the less valuable the kitties are. So if you're a twenty fifth generation kitty, loser, much, yeah, loser. Everybody wants the generation one, and they also want the kitties that haven't been bred. So you, everybody can see everything that's happening in this thing, right? Because it's on the blockchain. So People want kitties that haven't been bred and uh, very uh, low generation ones. Um, so it's, it's very similar to Pokemon cards. The, the more rare the kitty is... You spent a Bitcoin on, on one of these things. Yeah, I spent a bloody Bitcoin. And what's, and the, I, what's I that kitty a, doing now? I spent a Bitcoin of four of them. Um, I got... Like, I had First I started with Generation 5 and then I said, like, oh, fuck, bullshit, Generation 5, I want a Generation 5. I think then I <laughs> spent like half a Bitcoin on a Generation 1. And like, are they doing anything? Um, by the way, at, that, at some point, one uh, crypto kitty cr- traded for two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they were trading. It was mania. They were trading for crazy amounts of money. They they might still be actually. I should. I should you should it. also check on. Your, okay, Fuck just do this now, please. <laughs> Let's see. If crypto sorry, this is real time discovery. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you still remember still your own, account? Um, because what if they're like worth a lot? Maybe actually, this is schoolboy error. If I miss, if I lose this, yeah. But crypto also, kitties. do crypto kitties still trade? They, there's a website. I went yeah, on the website the other day. Yeah. Uh, let's go on news. No, but can you specifically find out what your crypto, uh, crypto uh, kitties are worth? Uh, no, it's not on my phone. It'll be on my laptop, if anything. Oh, should we put that as a tip to come back to? Yeah. Oh, wait. The art amulets and crypto kitties, the new frontier of cryptocurrencies. Non-fundable tokens and unique images clips. Yeah, not uh, NFTs make sense in a space like this. Yeah. Born into pudding is a crypto. He's uh, reading his phone. Perhaps. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, they're saying that CryptoKitty is, in 2019, they're saying it's the new craze. When it was 2017, I bought my CryptoKitty. Well, maybe like it re-crazed and you're a millionaire. Oh, my word. 
This crypto kitty sold for seven hundred grand. Yours? No, there is one here that sold for seven hundred grand. Worth checking in though. Blimey, maybe maybe I've made a fortune on crypto kitties as well. Do you just not know what they're worth? <laughs> I have no idea. I haven't checked in ages. But I do have a generation one that hasn't been bred. Okay. It's not a particularly special one. It has a gold background and gold was selling for quite a high price at the time. All right, all right. Well, look. Um, blimey. All right, I'll have a, I'll have a bunch I of do agree later. with you about collectibles, though. That's why NFTs are interesting because sports players, for example, LeBron James or Stephen yeah. Curry, I forget which one, like uh, created an NFT ba- um, NBA card. Collectibles are always going to be here. Yeah. Uh, and I just think an NFT is a really cool way of doing that. People like collectibles yeah. uh, and it being built on the blockchain means that you get royalties for life as yeah. a consumer. It gives a consumer power over the product they own. Yeah. CryptoKitties for me is more of a bubble aspect of crypto where people just think we can do so much with this crap. Yeah. Let's just do anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. CryptoKitties is not dissimilar from what's it, Dogecoin or whatever. For Dogecoin, which, by, okay. Yeah. So, before going to the, the stupidness of what Doge, Dogecoin is, hmm. the crypto space is actually going to start operating like the finance space. You're going to have crypto banks where you can get interest on your cryptos. Uh, you can deposit Bitcoins for loans. That's where it's going. Yeah. So what I want you listeners to think about is when you think about your portfolio and you want to allocate between the usuals, the stocks, the, the high interest accounts, crypto is an asset class now that you should investigate. It would be stupid yes. not to investigate. Yeah, yeah. The, the length at which you make the bet yeah. depends. Me, I'm of the opinion that Bitcoin, because of its limited supply, may go to a million one day. So I'm just betting on that. But that's my personal, yeah. that's my personal yeah, bet. What, what, I don't, what, what doesn't agree with me is people doing... So in, in FX, it's sort of widely known within the professional FX trading circle, as in people who trade for banks and do billions of dollars a day, that the whole game is basically rigged to screw retail investors and like basically all of those you know like saxo fx and city fx and all of these like trading platforms online the whole game is to keep people carrying on trading while they go bust and to keep people keep putting cash in as they're going bust nobody's making money on those things literally nobody's making money on those things because i i've seen it from the other side we we took the other side of those trades so we can see which accounts making money or not Mm. and like it's incredibly incredibly rare less than 0.1 percent of those accounts over time will make money um and is so and but what they the, the way that they get people to keep trading is they build this complete pseudoscience around it um so like they talk about fibonacci and bollinger bands and moving averages and resistance levels and all of this stuff and my master's within was in mathematical finance and i my like for a year all i did was basically backtest those trading strategies you know, with algorithms, and they're all complete and utter bollocks. Or they they might have worked in the seventies and eighties when the markets were super inefficient and all this stuff. Um, but unless you have a PhD in computer science and stats, and unless you're a team of twenty people analyzing it in the millisecond, have, yeah. analyzing it in the millisecond, uh, like those trading signals, uh, some of them have or uh, like the average half life of a trading signal, as in the average. Over time, those trading signals get exploited and they get less useful. So the average usefulness in t- in is two weeks. So in two weeks, each trading signal is half as effective as it was two weeks ago, is, is the average, which basically means... Anything um, can happen. Uh, yeah. So it's a, yeah, it's a geometric Brownian motion, which basically means that the probability of where it will be at any point in the future is a, is a normal distribution or geometric. Anything can happen, basically. 
Yeah. And that's where, but, but, and that's where research, your own research comes into it. Well, I, so, yeah, this is where I sort of disagree as well. I'd, I think the markets are so efficient that you read in a, you know, reading some blog or some article, you have absolutely no advantage oh, oh, against. What I mean is for the long term. For the long term, fine. Yeah. Take, so, take a punt and just buy and hold it if, you, if you're doing that. But if you when you're in and out every day, when you're trading, buying and selling every day, um, that's when you're going to lose money. Because they, they make money on the spread. So. Agreed. I do agree there. And that's why with all my investments, I actually hold. I'm just yeah. like, I believe in this thing for the next 10 years. Let's hit and hope. Yeah. And this day-to-day trading thing, and now this is quite ominous in the crypto space, is happening on things called altcoins. Yeah. Alternative coins, yeah. which usually means shit coins. When yeah. anything is called alternative, yeah, RSK being yeah, like, examples. Well, <laughs> I just want to stress: we've been talking about an asset class that he's just made ten grand on live in this podcast <laughs> that he just had no idea about. That's amazing. And if, by the way, if one of your crypto kitties is like worth a million, ten percent, please. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, so, alternative coins are coins just for the sake of them. Some of them. Mm. So, there's a coin right now called Dogecoin, mm. which is a. Uh, well, no, a lot of them have uh, some of them have unique aspects that some of them have them used more or less useful and more or less. Yeah, functional. I said you're right. I said that wrong. Some of them are like betting on something and working on it, and they, they their their thesis is one that might be successful, mm. but many of them are not. One yeah. of them, for example, Dogecoin, yeah. which was literally deliberately created as a meme. Yeah. So it's a meme to the crypto space, <laughs> yeah. which is, and the, the, essentially the people who made this coin said this thing has no value. Yeah. We're making millions every single day. So that's infinite supply. Yeah. And it's like, apart from just being built on the blockchain, has no application. Yeah. And it's uh, 0.7 today. Uh, it's like tremendously growing. And it's a f- one of the most interesting psychological things I've ever seen because it's literally... Someone telling you something's rubbish, but you should buy it anyway. And there's a craze happening in there. And you're actually mm. having a lot of new Doge millionaires, people who just like bet the kitchen sink on it <laughs> and, and made a lot of money. Yeah. But then that type of behavior, when like I looked into it further, the majority of Dogecoin is ho- held by like a few people. Yeah. So they're just pushing the price up. When people hear of these stories, they think, oh, I should yeah. invest in a bunch of these really cheap alternative coins and one of them is going to be the next Bitcoin. And that is nearly a surefire way to lose money. Yeah. Don't punt. Read, understand, and if you're betting, bet because you think this thing's going to work for the next five to ten years. Mm. My bet on Bitcoin is like, I like what it represents as a generation, as a fuck you to the establishment, and that's my bet. Mm. It's the same way why I have other investments in clean energy, because I yeah. know the climate is going the wrong way, and I'm betting on the impending disaster of leveling like, yeah. <laughs> increasing sea <C, C> levels <laughs> yeah yeah well i want to i want to if if i had spare cash i would invest in uh dike building companies <laughs> what's that it's a sort of more pessimistic you know what a dike is it about uh, uh what in holland for example <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Holland, There's another you know, word for that. Like, is it seawall? Oh, right, right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I would invest in seawall companies. Absolutely. Yeah. But this is, again, under- taking a view on where the world is going. So, yeah. we've, look, we've talked about the asset class crypto. Obviously, other asset classes out there, buying stocks, um, currency trading, which is also a pretty sure part, far away to lose money. Yeah. Um, and then in investing in companies, which is something I would love to do. I'm currently not well capitalized enough to do that. But again, that is 
taking a bet yeah. on concepts and things you like. And I think that is essentially, what we're trying to say here is, don't just put your money in the bank because it's not going to grow. Take it and put in something you believe in. If you, to believe in something, you should read about it. Yeah, also it does depend on your risk appetite. And your risk some, appetite. Some people should keep money in the bank if they think they're going to need that money. If you soon. need an emergency fund, yeah. if you, yeah, I mean, absolutely. You, uh, cash is part of a portfolio, by the way. Yeah. Caveat, you always have cash in your portfolio. But I'm talking about the traditional, he's just dropped his water bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh, too excited about what his crypto kit is, might be worth. <laughs> if, what I'm saying is that it, you always have a portion of your salary which you say, I need to do something with this. Typically, mm. and even me, until like a year ago, I was just like, put in my savings, I guess. Mm. That is never going to grow. So that money that you can use, use it and try and grow it. To grow it, read, understand, and pick things that you, you believe in. Yeah. Don't play short term because you're usually going to get slapped. Yeah. And With me, when I, when I first went into, into Bitcoin, the, reason, the only reason I did it is because I was working for a VC fund that was investing in Africa. And I was in Kenya, actually. And they wanted basically to make investments in, um, so at, the, at that point people were talking about how you could put people's identities on the blockchain. And so yeah. for like refugees, it would be helpful and for, and also just like ownership and new ways of doing money in Africa would be useful. So they asked me to write this big report about applications of blockchain in solving poverty essentially. So I, I went on a two month rabbit hole or down a two month rabbit hole uh, really getting very deep into the technicalities of it as I might have said before but um and then then I was like well actually yeah it's an interesting thing so but I think that I'd encourage our listeners to yeah make sure you do uh, don't do ig- read it we spoke mostly about crypto but don't ignore the space you can't it's yeah. unignorable now so it's worth yeah if you think it's a do shit thing research. but do it based on understanding what the space is, and we all want you to just get fucking rich, guys, and then <laughs> go to Bali and have fun. So, uh, yeah, buy Bitcoin is basically what I recommend. Hold on, hold And then what you do, yeah, is if you do buy that Bitcoin, send it to Phil, who buys some cats for you. I'll buy some cats. Sure, far away to, <laughs> to grow your wealth, basically. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't recommend buying cats, either, to be honest. Well, let's see what they're worth. Well, look. We've got to make a move, haven't we? Yeah, we have. So, um, let's... Uh, uh. <laughs> we can save it. Save it? Yeah. yeah, we'll save it. Yeah. But now we've got to say bye. What time is it? Oh, shit. It's yeah. So, should we say bye then? Yeah. All right. Ta-da. Ta-da. See you later. Bye, Bitcoin. Later. And, uh, yeah. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.